Welcome back to another episode of Confessions from the Sidelines, and I'm your host, Sarah L. Cowart. I have another fantastic episode for you today, but before we jump into today's conversation, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Check Study is one of my new favorite resources for students. Have you ever had those moments after class or after school when you sit down to do your homework or study for that test and you completely forget everything your professor or your teacher talked about in class? I know exactly how you feel. I wish when I was a student, we had had access to Check Study and Check Study Pack. Check Study is 24-7 homework help. From algebra to calculus to physics to chemistry, you will have expert help. And their monthly subscriptions start only at $14.95. But Check has been so kind to give all of our listeners $5 off their first month subscription. Head on over to Chegg.com slash study and enter the code STUDY5, S-T-U-D-Y, the number five, for $5 off your first month subscription. Y'all know how much I love CB Supplements. CB Supplements is a multi-collagen protein powder, meaning it contains all five types of collagen from four animal sources. Not to mention, it's the first and only multi-collagen protein powder NSF certified for sport and supported by Dr. Kate. One thing I love about CB Supplements is that it comes in unflavored and in three delicious flavors, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry lemonade. You won't find a cleaner multi-collagen supplement out there. Head on over to cbsupplements.com and grab yours today. Be sure to enter the code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at checkout for $5 off. Now, on to today's episode. Y'all, this is a good one. Today's guest is Dr. Amy Bender. Dr. Bender is an expert in sleep and performance who has studied and worked with Olympic athletes and professional sports teams throughout Canada and the USA. She holds both a master's and PhD degrees in experimental psychology from Washington State University, where she specialized in inter-individual responses to sleep deprivation, studying the sleep EEG. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation today, so let's dive right on in. Dr. Bender, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. So as we, like, my first question for you, just to be honest with you, is I want to know, how did you get into this world of studying sleep? Yes, my aunt was a sleep technologist and I was kind of at a crossroads in my career. So she had me, she's like, why don't you come out to my lab? I'll show you, we'll hook up a patient with all these electrodes and look at how those signals translate onto the screen. And so I was able to go over there, do that and see what brainwave activity looks like and what, you know, muscle activity and eye movements and all of the different respiratory channels. And I was pretty much hooked. So I came back to Spokane where I was, um, basically called up every sleep lab that I could, and then ended up volunteering and kind of getting into the sleep field that way and started off as a sleep technologist at a, at the sleep and performance research center, which, which, like this lab was just starting and there were these two amazing researchers, um, Dr. Van Dongen and Dr. Belenke. And so it was just, it was, it was luck. I almost, you know, it was serendipitous that I was able to get started and then kind of made my way working with athletes after my PhD did a postdoc at the university of Calgary, working with Canadian Olympic team athletes and then have just kind of continued to work with elite athletes, professional athletes, um, adolescent athletes, who yeah. is your audience. 
Oh my gosh. That's so amazing that you just were like, I'm interested in this and things kind of happened. And then you went back and got your PhD to really dive in and study this. So can you share a little bit about with us, what's the role of sleep and like, how does that coincide with our bodies? I know that's a really broad question, but kind of give us a little bit of why is it so important? Mm -hmm. I mean, we do see with poor sleep, like not enough sleep duration or poor quality sleep, we see, you know, higher risk of diabetes, heart attacks, even Alzheimer's disease. So we know it is very important for our body bodies and our brain. Um, you know, there's a lot going on during sleep. So a lot of hormones are being regulated during sleep. So we will see growth hormone, testosterone being released during sleep, which is important for, you know, muscle repair. If you're an athlete or just, just tissues in general, uh, we also see a relationship with appetite hormones. So when we are sleep deprived, we are more hungry. We have, oh, you know, less feeling of being full, um, you know, so that can happen with sleep restrictions. So a lot of, uh, appetite hormones are being regulated during sleep. And then overall, like if we talk about our brain itself, um, sleep is like a dishwasher. So it's kind of, uh, the glymphatic system, the neurons actually shrink in order for cerebrospinal fluid to flow through and wash out some of those toxins. So that's another kind of interesting relationship that we see in sleep as well. Well, that's just so interesting. I actually have never heard that. And so I'm kind of imagining like me myself, like laying in the bed going, okay, like all these toxins are being flushed out. And like, I'm just, I'm going to feel better. Cause I know we always, we always hear like sleep is important. You should be getting your sleep, but to actually know the why behind it is very enlightening. Yes. It's so, it's so true. I mean, we all know sleep is important, but it's the why behind it. And actually, can we change our behavior to prioritize sleep, which I think is really the challenging part because there's just so many things competing. Yeah. And, and kind of speaking of that, you know, our audience is there are a lot of parents of high school athletes and even just college students in general. And I'm thinking, you know, like how much sleep, because we talk about it, it's really important, but for our teenagers and even, you know, our college students, how much sleep do they need? And does that change because they're an athlete? Mm, good question. Yeah. As we age, so as we age, we don't require as much sleep. So if we're talking about a teenager, we're looking at between eight and 10 hours of sleep per night. But once you hit, you know, once you're an adult 18 and it's not like a magic cutoff, but, <laughs> um, the recommendation then changed to more like seven to nine hours, even as you progress into, you know, being a senior and, you know, yeah. 60 and up is usually seven to eight hours. So, um, as we age, we need a little bit less sleep, but if we're talking about an athlete, we actually think that athletes need more sleep, um, which is really challenging because you're balancing so many things, school, work, training, all of this stuff. Um, so it can get pretty challenging. But the research shows, you know, in some of these sleep extension studies. So, for example, there was a study in Stanford College basketball players where they told the athletes to be in bed for 10 hours. 
And initially they were only getting like a little bit less than seven. And once they, once they were in bed for a longer period of time, they were up to about 8.7 hours that they were actually getting of sleep. And they found that with that, they had quicker reaction time. They had better free throw percentage, better three point percentage, their mood improved, their sprint times were faster, you know, so it was almost as like these athletes, uh, needed more sleep. And once they got that more sleep, they were actually performing better. And I can almost imagine going back to what you kind of started with and saying how our body is repairing itself while we're sleeping, how we're flushing out those toxins, our hormone levels are becoming regulated. Then that in turn actually helps us perform better the next day. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think that is uh, a very good explanation of how that could be working and how these athletes could be performing better. And so athletes like, so say we have a student who, I mean, their, their schedules are just crazy in general, but say that they're teetering on that point of like, they're currently getting seven hours and, and we'll give an age range to this. Cause I know this is probably like a tricky question here, but say that they're a high school senior and they're only getting seven hours right now. If they increase that to nine, what kind of effect would that have on their bodies? I know it's, it's fascinating. I mean, well, I'm a former athlete myself too. So I played college basketball, um, at Cal state San Bernardino and you're absolutely right. It is very challenging to get that right amount of sleep. Um, but I think if we look at the research as it relates to school start times, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is like a broad change. So in general, the later the start, the school start time, the less accidents the adolescents have, the more sleep that they get, the less mood disorders, the better academic performance, you know, so it's, it is, it is a good question. I feel like a lot of things would improve in this individual if they could be getting more than the seven hours. Yeah. Oh, it's just because then I also think about, okay, the students that I work with both at the high school level and the college level, we consistently have this conversation of video game play, social media, and, you know, calling it their downtime because they've completed the whole day. And now they have about an hour left before they're going to bed and they spend it either, you know, on social media or playing video games or just watching TV. Like, how does that impact, you know, them then wanting to go to sleep? Oh, I know. Well, number one, you have to worry about the blue light exposure, blue light exposure. So our circadian system that regulates our clock, our internal clock is most sensitive to blue light. And so blue light is a certain frequency coming from those electronic devices. So number one, that's a concern because the blue light from the screens are going to then decrease our melatonin, that sleepiness hormone, and potentially delay sleep because of that biological process. But again, you know, it's not just about the blue light. It's also about the content. Is the content alerting? Are you playing a shooting video game, for example? And then the third thing is, um, it just naturally delays, you know, we get sucked into Netflix and the replay and, you know, it just kind of naturally then delays our bedtimes because we're immersed in this activity. So there's kind of three different factors that can play a role. So the best thing to do would be to, if sleep is important, which 
if your athletic career is important to you, setting a bedtime alarm about an hour before bed could then kind of create that signal. All right. I need to put away these electronic devices. I need to relax, get ready for bed, you know, in order to help you, um, prepare for sleep. Right. Oh, I love that. You're just saying like, prepare yourself for sleep. Cause I feel like, you know, especially in athletes, they do all of this training. They're preparing all of the time for the next competition. So having that mindset of, I now I'm going to prepare for sleep each day is so important. So you just kind of mentioned like setting a bedtime alarm, like having, is it, is it really important to have a specific routine so that your body knows like, Oh, I'm now kind of getting into sleep mode. Absolutely. That is a key strategy. Having a pre-sleep routine is going to make you have a better, easily able to fall asleep quicker, plus improve that sleep quality, which matters. And so having a pre-sleep routine also when you're on the road, you know, you're traveling a lot as an athlete as well. And when you sleep in a new environment, it can be a bit challenging. So if you have that familiarity of having this pre-sleep routine, which you could incorporate a warm bath or shower, which is going to help you fall asleep quicker. You could read a paper book. You could write a to-do list, which help offload thoughts from your mind. You could add in some stretching, do some relaxation techniques, such as breathing techniques. Mm -hmm. So the four, seven, eight breathing, breathe in for four seconds, hold your breath for seven, breathe out for eight, repeat that four times. You could add in the cognitive shuffle, So think of a word such as bedtime, imagine all the objects you can starting with B like ball, baby, bus, banana, move on to the next letter. And so all of those things, I know that's a lot to digest. Like I, I'm just kind of thinking of like, you know, using the word bedtime and going, oh my gosh, can I even think of like enough words when I'm trying to go to sleep to like do a cognitive shuffle? Yeah, I know you're so drained, right? Um, Well, when you can't think of any more, you just move on to the next letter. And that's why you want like at least a five letter word, um, because then you won't run out of options too quickly necessarily. (laughs) But absolutely, like I think having that pre-sleep routine, and it doesn't have to be the exact same thing over and over and over. Um, you know, you can vary it a little bit, just incorporating some of those relaxing activities will help prepare your brain and your body for sleep. Oh, I, I absolutely love that. Cause I'm just kind of thinking too, cause you mentioned that word about traveling and being on the road. And I know I personally do not sleep well, you know, in a different environment, especially just like a hotel. And so being able to have some of those tangible things to start walking yourself through to say, okay, I'm ready to go to bed now. I have a really great video on my Instagram, uh, where I'm actually at a hotel. I was having issues sleeping. I went to the store, got a few supplies, including, you know, earplugs, including black electrical tape that you want to tape those light sources. Um, so people should definitely check out that video, uh, for optimization of sleep during travel. Oh, and we'll be sure to include that video in the show notes. So everybody can go over to your Instagram page and like, check that out. Cause I know I follow you on Instagram and I love seeing all the tips and tricks that you provide. And it's so inspiring to go, Oh, what can I change about my own sleep routine? Mm -hmm. And so including one of those things is 
the impact of caffeine. I know this mm-hmm. is a conversation we have all the time with athletes. And I'm even thinking like our college students too, you know, how does that impact our sleep? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's different. It impacts sleep differently for different people. So there are slow metabolizers of caffeine. There are fast metabolizers of caffeine. That's kind of dependent on your genes. However, Ooh, if we look at the research across the board, we see um, more difficulty falling asleep. We see less of the slow wave activity. So that deep, um, where growth hormone is being released, the deeper states of sleep, you know, so overall just, it can impair sleep quality. And it's interesting because there was a study in adolescence that came out within the last couple of years where they gave the adolescents an energy drink at dinner time. And they asked them, um, you know, do you think this impacted their sleep? And the majority of people said, no, it didn't really impact me. And when they looked at their sleep on a very um, polysomnographic level, looking at the brainwave activity, they found that, you know, in general, it didn't actually impact their ability to fall asleep. But when they looked at that deep sleep, it was actually reduced by, I think, 20 to 25 percent. So where, you know, that really important stage of sleep where growth hormone is being released, as I mentioned. Um, So you may not think it's, I think the bottom line is you may not think it's impacting you. But if you were to look at it on a brainwave level, we may see a much different story. So best piece of advice, not, you know, try to avoid caffeine after noon. Okay. And, um, substitute with maybe decaf coffee, a green, um, a green tea is not as bad either. Cause it doesn't have as much caffeine. So if you really need a little bit to get you through, you know, maybe even a green tea, but, um, yeah, just keeping in mind kind of that cutoff for caffeine and really, if you're really that tired, actually a nap is more impactful than caffeine itself. Okay. So let's talk about naps for just a <laughs> second. Cause I'm so glad you brought that up. I love a good nap. I mean, I, even if it's just like a 30 minute, like I'm going to lay my head down because I need to close my eyes for a second. I am like team nap all the way. So how important is kind of a nap, I guess. And like, should, should everyone kind of think, and I'm thinking too, like college students, like high school kids, like, should we all be thinking we might need a little bit of a nap or is it like case by case with each person? Well, you know, even if you're getting enough nighttime sleep, a nap, a short under 30 minute nap is going to be beneficial for you and it's going to boost your performance. So I think naps are great for everyone. Now, there are a couple things that you need to watch out for. You know, you don't want to do it too close to bedtime because that may impact your ability to fall asleep. You know, if you are taking a longer nap, it may be impacting your ability to fall asleep at night. So we have to watch out for those two things. Um, But for everyone else, I think a nap, even if you are getting enough nighttime sleep is, is very, very important for an athlete. And what we find in the research is that not too many athletes are doing this. So you could really be taking advantage of this and actually schedule it into into your daily routine, um, by putting that nap as if it's like a training session, you know, scheduling it into your routine. 
That's such a great point of saying like, I'm going to schedule just a quick 25 minute nap um, as I'm preparing for like training or all that kind of stuff. Because then how does that, because if we're doing that nap, do, would we see an impact on performance with that? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. There, there is, um, there's some research out there showing the benefits of nap on, um, performance, like reaction time specifically mm-hmm. on your mood, on your alertness, which then impacts performance. So yes, it, it has been shown to be very beneficial. Wow. That's, that's so, so good. Okay. So Doctor, I am, my brain is just like exploding right now of all of these like tidbits, because I think it's so helpful for these students when their goal is to play, you know, sports at the next level as they're leaving high school, they truly could have an advantage if they use some of these strategies to increase their performance and reaction time and all these kind of things. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's a slide I present where it has different professional athletes along the bottom, the amount of sleep that they're getting across the 24 hour day. And you see athletes like LeBron James, um, Roger Federer, Michelle, we like all of these athletes are, you know, at least getting 10 hours of sleep, um, per night. And so they're really prioritizing that. And, I even work with some professional teams as well who are, are really waking up no pun intended (laughs) to the, the fact that sleep can really benefit performance. Oh, that is so, so cool. And well, so Dr. Benner, the podcast is called confessions from the sidelines. And you mentioned that you were a collegiate athlete and I know you've probably stood on the sidelines of multiple events with all the athletes that you worked with, but what is your favorite memory from standing on the sidelines? Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, during my senior year in high school now, so can I not be in the game? <laughs> oh, I would love for you <laughs> to be. Time? Yeah. yeah. Not in the okay. game standing. Yeah. Standing on the sidelines, watching your current team play, or maybe watching some student athletes that you've helped along the way, but I can't be in the game itself. Oh, you could be in the game. That's okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> let's allow me to, uh, indulge my, um, senior year of high school where, we actually won the state volleyball championship. So I'm from, I'm from the U S and from Washington state. And it was just an amazing experience to experience the the highest level that you can get in winning that, uh, state volleyball championship. Oh, that's so, so cool. Cause I know that probably is like implanted in your brain as just one of your favorite memories of all time. (laughs) But I do have another, I guess from the sideline. So I, I was a coach Um, so I coached freshman basketball. I coached JV basketball. Um, I also was a referee as well. And so we did win state in basketball, um, when I was the assistant coach. So I was the JV coach of St. George's basketball, a high school team, like a really small team in Washington. And, um, yeah, that was really fun to, to have that experience and see how excited the players were and how it all kind of came together. That's so, so cool. Well, I appreciate you being here today and sharing all of this information. Cause I know like there are going to be student athletes and parents out there putting this into practice to really see some effective change and what they're doing currently. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm always, I'm always happy to get the word out. Yeah. Well, so if anybody wants to connect with you, I know you mentioned you have an Instagram page, so we can make sure to include that. But is there any other way that they can contact you or connect with you? 
Sure. Well, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at sleep for sport. I'm also working on a website, sleepintowin.com. Oh, cool. Um, so people can check that out. It's, it's, it's out there. You can check it out. I'm still working on like kind of creating content, but hopefully that'll be good soon. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure to include all of those links in the show notes so that you guys can get connected. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Is anyone else still processing all the tips and tricks Dr. Bender shared? Wow. This show would be a great one to share with your friends and family. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcasting platform. And until next time, I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines.